0: Hello and welcome to Box Gattles episode 190. Mm. Awkward pauses. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, John Richards. Hello, listener. And to my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. You're very excited, boys. We're channeling Pete Smith. Ah, how's that going for you? Yeah, I think Pete Smith does it better. John,
1: don't do that.
2: Right. Don't don't talk like Pete Smith's dead and his spirit is is filling your body because he's not. No, and, no, and we don't want to do he's that. He's very
1: him. much alive. Just Josh, don't mention him. Actually, no, he's been
2: on the show. He's protected. He's, he's protected. He, he's been immunized, yeah. but maybe not recently <laughs> enough. <laughs> I, unlike Paul. always that, I, unlike Paul Herman <laughs> Wook who. Uh,
1: I, I continue to, uh, to, to check the papers every day. Oh, and last week when you were going on and on about, about Canadian comedian Les Lie oh, I you, you I, couldn't. I know. If you just shut up, I know. the creator of Do Not Adjust Your Set would still be alive.
0: Not Do Not Adjust Your Set?
1: No. You can't do that on television. Oh, sorry. See, I, I cared about him so little, I don't even remember. You, you
0: don't even remember the show that he was on? No. You don't even remember. Uh, before we get started, I have a question for those of you who have donated. To box cutters, do you want us to quit? No, wait, sorry. <laughs> the, uh, how would you like us to acknowledge your donation? Would you like just a, a, a simple email? Thanks very much for your donation. Would you like your name read out on the show?
2: We could put a plaque in the metaphorical lobby of mm. this that is the house of box cutters. House, yeah,
1: box
0: cutters house. Sure, we could put your name up on the. Uh, it's on, only metaphorical on blog. though. We we could actually put your name on the blog. We We could could do that.
1: We could even probably send you a postcard. You know, we could we go crazy. Yeah, just some stamps.
0: Let us know how you because also you know everybody who donates would like to have their donation acknowledged differently, Mm. and I think we should do that for people.
1: Some through interpretive dance.
0: I'll do that. Mm. I'll do some interpretive dance. So yeah, just uh, let us know, drop us a line, hooray, at boxcutters.net or through the contact us link on the blog.
1: So what's on this show, Josh? What's on this show? You said there was a guest. You said there was a guest. Who's our exciting guest? I love it when we have guests on the show.
2: Very exciting. Remember, remember, uh,
1: yeah, last week you said there's an exciting guest. Remember when we we went on holidays, we had that that exciting guest coming in. We've had so many exciting guests He's riding
2: the wave at the the top of the tidal wave of the zeitgeist. He is. He He is. is. It's fantastic. I'm very excited. I can't wait until he comes in. He's not coming in Oh no oh. Wait a minute Is this the same person <laughs> That was supposed to come in When we are at Joy
0: d- d- Different person Different person I actually <laughs> know that this person's not coming in uh, There was a, a scheduling conflict and, uh, and we tried and tried and tried We're going to try a different time mm-hmm. To do a pre-record uh, with him Because, you know Be a great guest He really wants to do the show We really want to have him on the show.
2: Just Mondays at 7.30 don't really suit him. Just don't really suit him. Damn, no. Or
0: or Mondays at at 5 to 9, Brett. Uh, (laughs) So, instead of (laughs) guests, we're going to talk about Parks and Recreation, a new show from the US, from the people who brought you The Office, as they insist on telling you time and time again when you're not being Rickrolled. We've got a crap TV. We've got some Ray Watch. I want want to talk a little bit, and this is, you know, entirely unplanned, I want to talk a little bit about reality television
2: hosts. You love them. I I do. You've got Asian Phil, you've got Survivor Phil.
0: Caucasian Phil.
2: Caucasian Phil. There's a
0: lot of Phil's. Yeah, I'm actually... Uh, uh,
2: Answer as a question, Phil.
0: I'm actually going to talk about MasterChef female Phil Ah. uh, a a little bit, and... uh, and move on
2: from there. Well, I didn't I, like. I didn't watch an entire episode of MasterChef at all and had pretty much forgotten there was a host away well, from the judges. Wait for the segment. Yeah, wait, wait for the segment. Uh, oh. don't, don't
0: preempt the segment. Yeah. Okay. People just turn off when the segment starts. Yeah. So go, that's oh. all we
1: wanted to talk about. It's all we wanted to hear. It's over you know, now. Brett covered say. off on this. Yeah. yeah. Brett's and spoken. Oh, no, I'm no, not
0: no, listening no.
2: anymore. I've got much more to say.
0: Oh, do you? Yes. <laughs> do you? Yes.
2: Maybe it was Stratagem. <laughs>
0: I don't know who that is, but I'm sure they do a very good show. Moving on, moving on. We've got some letters, we've got one thing, we've got uh, quiz, which is not actually quiz, there's no question for for the quiz, but uh, I I think we need more clarification about the beanbag competition.
1: Questions have been asked.
0: We've got some pork. As always, though, we're going to kick things off with the Box Cutters news. (laughs) The ABC revealed that one of its reporters was bashed after receiving threats for her involvement in this week's Four Corners story. The Sydney Morning Herald reported that there was no direct link between the story and the assault, according to Mark Bannerman,
1: the executive producer of Four Corners. Mm -hmm. No link. But you just said there was in the introduction. No, I didn't.
0: I said after receiving threats for her involvement.
1: That's what one of the reports said. Hang on. So she received no. threats, and she's been bashed, but we don't think the bashing is related to the threats. And that's if you're reading the Sydney Morning Herald. Okay. If
0: you're reading the India Times, oh. uh, Ma- Mark Bannerman told them that the journalist was attacked primarily because of the story she was working on.
2: And and uh, did did I read that this is an Indian journalist working on Four Corners doing a story about violence against Indians in Australia? Or and
0: not not no not against. And not, not about violence.
2: Not about violence against Indians in Australia,
0: but about uh, people taking advantage of Indians. International trying, students. Uh, international students. People trying to get work visas. People trying to get. So you know, people are taking you know five thousand bucks from Indians to to. Uh, to say yes, you can do this in this country legally if you give me five thousand dollars, and then you're right. not actually. So not basically,
2: actually that's our tertiary institutions have been driven to rely on overcharging international students. Well, oh, no, I think this is more. I think this is more
1: third party. Yeah, this is third party. Third party shonky third party organisations set up to take money from international. Well, but from from people overseas to set them up as international students to great, allow them to enter Just the country. Just give me your country. twenty
2: thousand. I'll take five of it, and uh, yeah. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah, you'll yeah, be a set lot. For that. Heart.
0: Yeah. Right. So, so Sydney Morning Herald, Mark Bannerman told them there is no direct link. India Times, Mark Bannerman told them that there was a link. Now, according to the ABC online, there is no suggestion that, quote, the migration agents nor the colleges identified in the Four Corners program are behind either the threats or the attack. So, none of the articles about... And this was all over the news uh, this morning when I was, well, when I was I, this. I, I read
1: this, and the, the, the version I saw was basically, yes, Four Corners you know, reporter bashed, but then so vague as to why and whom and where and what, that it, it kind of almost seemed like, like, like it wasn't a real story. I was well, waiting for the... Well,
0: well that's it. No, none of the articles about the assault give any further details about the attack, but they do give plenty of information about what to expect from this week's Four Corners. And So what the story's about. I don't want to I, I don't want to actually say that the A B C are possibly exploiting one of their journalists' he
2: calling Are you calling beat up?
1: I, I didn't actually realize until you just said it. Then, though, but that's that's true. Isn't it? I mean, if she really I, was attacked for something not to do with the story, then this is just a deliberate attempt to get publicity. Yes,
2: I, and and I did not intend that to be beat up, beat up. See, I was trying to move like on really quickly because you know, <laughs> on a podcast, Sorry, no one I didn't remembers. Even think of that.
1: There's no memory in podcasts. Um, <laughs> they can't go back and listen. Um, yeah, they, they can't. No, it's impossible. No. Mm. There is no. There is no past. There's <laughs> only now. If I can quote Joan, the hot sec- secretary from Mad Men, um, th- there was. Uh, yeah, but that is weird, isn't it? Like, unless you're saying there is a connection, then this is this is a really weird. The, this is this yeah. is we're,
0: we're releasing something that has nothing to do with what we're talking about in the following sentence, and which
1: presumably the reporter herself probably doesn't necessarily want to become a news story. Yes, about her assault.
0: So this is, I, I find this, I, I found this really distasteful because you're either reporting about a reporter being assaulted in the line of duty, mm-hmm. or your uh, or you're trying to do a promo for your evenings programming, but to take one and imply while also denying that there is a connection between the other, mm. between that and the other, I, I find really distasteful. I have to say, I'm wondering if we're going to see this on Media Watch next week. Let's find out.
2: And it's also interesting that uh, they've taken that take on, on uh, what's happening in Australia with uh, Indian students rather than uh, the violence that seems to be uh, getting directed at them overall and, and which is what seems to be uh, causing the consternation from India. Well, this, this,
0: this is why it was uh, such a huge item on, uh, on the India Times uh, website is because they are very closely following... These uh, these attacks on uh, Indians in Australia, mm. uh, and and so it it made big news in India. Here it only got a, a few lines, and then if it got more than that, I mean there was a, there was a very long article on I think a Fairfax website that mostly was about what's going to be in the Four Corners article. I just I, I just I didn't like it.
2: I didn't like And that. also, assuredly, uh, the, the reporter who got beaten up isn't actually the reporter that's going to be presenting the story on Four Corners tonight.
0: No, but it's a, a report. I think Four Corners it's a, has any Indian but reporters. It's a reporter
1: who is doing uh, supplementary interviews. Mm-hmm. I mean, we also don't know if she's Indian or, you know, she could well be Australian.
2: No, no, they say it's, she's it, Indian. It opens right. up oh, a young okay. Indian reporter has been attacked. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, uh, quite interesting. Sorry. Oh, Brett Cropley I'm just on the uh, wrong page there because I was was, uh, following up on the ABC's website But uh, going along with the uh, violence against reporters Police are hunting an accused Gold Coast Mansion squatter um, After Today Tonight's uh, Brisbane-based reporter Damien Hansen was assaulted While filming a story on a multi-million-dollar Paradise Waters mansion, uh, which is currently claimed to be illegally occupied by a family, Um, so it it, it seems the family that's squatting is in the mansion that's uh, looking to be. Hang uh, on, this this was
0: this was on Media Watch last week, wasn't? Yeah, this this was on Media Watch last Monday. He he went in. They they say they're being uh, that. uh, that, So the landlords say that this. this family are squatting. The family say that they're uh, they're essentially there legally, uh, and it's a it's a huge mix-up. Uh, and then that reporter, that Today Tonight reporter, mm-hmm. and an a Current Affair reporter turned up at the same time <laughs> because the daughter wanted to give her side of the story, and when Today Tonight wouldn't let her, contacted a Current Affair. And uh, and then there's this whole section where a current affair and today tonight the reporters are just arguing with each other over whose story. It the is. curious thing is that,
1: that I'm a bit more surprised actually now. Think about that; that doesn't happen more often because considering that the two shows are obviously chasing the same ambulances all this, all the time, you know, we, uh, they have a very limited sort of number of stories they do and 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 well, roads and this, they go down. Do you think was, that would happen?
0: Well, this was the following day. So, Today Tonight had, and, and A Current Affair and Today Tonight do this a, a lot. One will have a story one night, and the other will come up with a contradicting story the next night. Uh, so, so, yes, it, it, was, it, it was pretty amusing, but horrible for, for the family involved, who are, are obviously, I think they're supposed to be renting this house, but there seems to have been some kind of mix-up, and they're not actually paying any money. The father has left town and it just it just seems like a horrible situation for everybody involved. Uh and yeah, so 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 they're saying this well, so apparently the assault
3: happened this,
2: last Monday.
0: Right. Yep. Uh so he's gone back, clearly. He's gone back to the house.
2: So who was assaulted by whom? I missed that bit. The reporter uh, for today tonight, Damien Hansen, was uh, assaulted by one of the squatters. Squatters okay. in, in air quotes there. You'll see right. that on the video, on podcast. video podcast. There's no there's yes. video
0: podcast. Uh, the, uh, the, yeah, I, find, I do find it odd that having already been asked to leave the house and being taken off the property, he then went back again last Monday just to get bashed up. Because that's a story in itself. Mm. That's just weird.
2: Mm. That's just weird. And there there are nice headshots that have been released with him with his uh, black eye.
0: Right. Which, yeah, right. Kind of Spe- speaking of uh, black eyes, beat ups and, and, and getting bashed.
1: Well, to a much more metaphorical bashing. Mm. Um, Channel 9 has cut some same-sex kissing shock horror because... Good Lord, we're, we're in the 1950s now, from Australia's Perfect Couple. Now, Australia's Perfect Couple, which, as I'm sure none of you know, is a reality competition That's currently going on. I don't even get how they, how do you, how do you get, who
2: wins? I was aware it was on, but nobody asked me or, or, or surveyed me to see if I was one Australia's of Australia's Perfect Couple. I think it's a bit hyperbolic. It title. seems a bit
1: weird, this reality show, because basically no one, as far as I can tell, is talking about this one. It's, it's not like there are a whole it's, bunch of others people are talking about. I don't think anybody promotes it. When is it on? No. Um, but anyway, but Australia's uh, uh, Perfect Couple is currently on air. It does have a, a same-sex couple in it, um, which is yeah, great, except that part of the challenge this week involved... Uh, blindfolding all the men and having all the ladies peck them discreetly on the cheek to see if the gentleman could work out which peck was from his lady. Now, because, of course, uh, uh, Don and Robbie were both blokes, they blindfolded Don and they brought in a bunch of male models to Mm -hmm. kiss Don on the cheek, so he had to guess which one was Robbie. That's fair. Now, the whole thing is obviously very chaste and and almost, you know, let's call it twee, shall we? I mean, It's a a peck on the cheek. It's a peck on the cheek. It's, It's all just a bit of a laugh. Went out on the screener version. When it aired, that sequence had been cut with Don and Robbie. So they kind of set up that it was going to happen. Um, Then they went to a commercial break. And when they came back, the game was over. So effectively, Channel 9's determined that uh, a man giving another gentleman a discreet peck on the cheek is too scandalous to be played. Let's remember that next time they play The Godfather. Well, it also got pointed out um, that the ad break... Which went in, in So basically when they said uh, Yeah we'll be back in a moment We've set up the game We've seen all the, the, the Heterosexuals doing it We'll be back in a moment and when they cut back And Don and Robbie Had kind of been skipped In that ad break There was a promo For the new film The Ugly Truth In which Katherine Heigl uh, Gives a head job To a hot dog so that's apparently <laughs> in, acceptable in on ad, Channel 9. In the ad. yeah, the ad in break. The ad, yeah, the ad break was actually far more scandalous <laughs> and sexually overt than is, anything in the show itself.
0: This is also ch- Channel 9, the the network that f- for me as a child growing up every day I would watch the uh, Looney Tunes cartoons mm-hmm. on uh, on on Channel 9, which often featured Bugs, Bugs Bunny. Bunny. Dressed in drag, and kissing other male characters. To be fair,
1: though, I, I do dress my rabbit up in dresses. Right? Do you get them to kiss Tasmanian devils? Purely on Channel Nine's influence.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: Right. Well, there you go. So Speak- that's what the that's what the uh, Christians are concerned about. Speaking of yeah. Channel Nine, look Nine's- what happened to you, John Richards.
0: <laughs> Speaking of Channel Nine's influence.
1: Yeah. Look what happened to me. Joy ninety four point nine, midday to two Fridays. And what's what's them there? <laughs> Joy- that's the Outland Institute. Join us for all the pop culture hijinks you can handle. Pop culture? So do you cover television? I oh. do do television, and a guy called Josh Canal comes in. He's very good. I, I hear he's handsome. Mm. We, we, we don't talk about his sexuality, though. Don't ask, don't tell. Don't ask,
0: That's don't tell.
3: <laughs> That's
0: the joy way. In a mark of true desperation by almost all parties involved, Hey Hey It's Saturday is going to return to Channel 9 for two live specials with original cast members. Daryl Summers was quoted on the 9MSN website saying, There is enormous groundswell of public support for this, so it's the right time to do this. Josh Kanal was quoted on the Boxcutters podcast saying, Groundswell of public support? It sounds like Daryl Summers is talking out of his arse, and now we will have to endure more of his inane narcissism. Narcissism.
1: I'm not even going to make some sort of sleazy joke involving the word Disney. Now... (laughs) Uh, it's only two specials, though, you said. Is that... Only two specials. Oh, so I thought they were coming back for a full series. I, well, I hadn't...
2: Two specials as, as a warm-up, it, it would seem, from what I was reading today, um, with perhaps uh, the the Avenue opening up after that uh, to go full-time next year. I
1: mean, it would be... I mean, it's a cheap show, isn't it? I mean, it's... it's
2: it's a cheap show. It fills in a
1: lot
0: of Australian wow. content. And it, it
2: depends on if Daryl keeps on charging what yeah. he used oh, to charge true. when it was on.
0: And and they don't have his old uh, office slash the house that was on the grounds at the uh, at the Channel Nine studio right. anymore. As, as soon as he left, they burnt that to the ground.
1: And also, we know that I mean, a lot of people like record companies, and you know there, there aren't that many avenues for promoting various things anymore, like bands, and and so I could see why they would want to keep a bring a show like that back. Yeah, I I just wish it wasn't that true. <laughs> I know.
0: I know. Uh I'm thinking we should
2: get Wilbur Wilde on the phone. Uh yeah.
0: That's uh, that's what I'm thinking. Why don't we finish the news and then
2: uh and then see about that? Okay. Uh well uh talking of uh, offensive things on television. Uh people well, it seems that Australia just can't have a sense of humour anymore. It seems that everybody is offended by anything that any comedian is going to be taking the piss out of. Uh, if, if it could possibly take in, be taken the wrong way, then it will. I take Apparently, objection to that, the, the Chaser program uh, are now offensive and degrading to guide dogs. Uh, the Chaser last week aired a skit centred on an organisation called Guide Dogs for the Blind and Munted and uh, featured them bleeding a couple of uh, drunken men who smashed bottles and and were acting all Yeah, it was a a shit sketch. Well, I was going to say,
1: yeah, devil's advocate though. Here's the question. Was it funny? This is the problem I'm having with every one of these Chaser stories recently. No. Is at the end of the day the sketch isn't funny. All of
2: this criticism about the Chaser isn't the chaser—they're just tedious. They're unfunny. They're, you know, guide dogs or whatever. They're, they're, people are, are saying they are offended.
1: But I think this thing, though. But but that's the point, isn't it? The chaser boys, like, oh, look, at us—we're naughty boys. Oh, we go and we find, find things that annoy people. Oh, we're so tough. We're so like when they did politics and, I mean, and that, news. At least there was a, a is, reason. Now in, it seems so desperate. It's the, like oh, war gets everything. Oh, politically incorrect. In I hate same- people. No, I'm ranting. Okay. Stop. I'm going to rant. You get to rant. I'm going to rant. <laughs> I'm so I sick of people, people going, oh, I'm politically incorrect. Oh, look, we're politically incorrect. And this whole thing, like, oh, it's so good to be politically incorrect now. Well, in fact, it just means you're a bit of a dickhead. You know, I'm so sick of people being dickheads and then claiming they're politically correct and it makes them all tough. Look, we're all sexist and racist like we were in the 50s. Oh, we're so amazing. It just seems to me that, yeah, these boys are gone. And they're boys. They're such boys going, oh, look at us. We can pick on guide dogs now. Oh, we're tough. We're interesting. It's a boring sketch. It's not funny. Be funny, for God's sake. It it did look like a bit
2: of a time filler in that episode.
0: There's so much time filler in this whole season. Most um, of it, and I, I
2: think. It. The, but I think the chaser have been really affected by the change in the political climate. That uh, now we have a federal government that it, we we don't have the population as a whole concerted against the government, and there's not as many figures of fun that they can actually have a go at. Ah, and and Rudd, and Rudd has been so so effective at keeping them away from him.
1: Rudd is hard to attack, you know, because he's he's not. Not he's surrounded himself he? with by sort of feds and yeah, and but
0: there are so many other politicians to attack. There are so many. Well, I mean, the same ones that they always did. Wilson Tucky, for example. Well, yeah, but was, you know, Hockey and uh, and and Gillard. There's so much that they could do uh,
1: to to make fun of politicians. But Newstopia though, Newstopia still managed to actually argue interesting political points and make points in their stuff against Labour, not by going after directly people, but after ideas and concepts in a way that the chaser don't seem capable of doing. They seem to just be... They can only attack a, a, a well-defined individual, you know, thing. But only five people
0: liked Newstopia. Three of them are in this room. Yeah, but we were right. Yeah, we, we, were, we were right. But, uh, you know, I, I, I take you back to, to last week's conversation about uh, Millionaire Hot Seat. Uh, where uh, Where people are unaware of which war- world war the battle at Gallipoli was fought i mean this is it's, what we 're getting at is there are stupid people <laughs> who want jokes about people being munted and needing guide dogs for that,
1: and the chaser is catering to that. Because that's what things like Fast Forward and and things used to be for. Right. Well, Full Frontal, I mean, not Fast Forward. But, um, yeah, and The Chaser originally were actually intelligent and interesting. And it just seems to be like they're... And they're they're not anymore. Yeah, they've turned into their own Full Frontal version of of their own Fast Forward. It's like, what's...
2: You know, perhaps this is uh, the results that we're seeing uh, of uh, comedy by committee. Maybe, Maybe they actually had some funny sketches that they wanted to do that were nixed by whoever was in there saying, no, you can't do that. No, yeah, you but do you, know,
0: you know, know what? We I, I don't think we can speculate um, on what they may or may not have had in the writing room. I think we can only judge them by what comes onto screen. And, I was just saying, and what comes onto screen, if it's, not, if it's not Chaz dressed as Osama Bin Laden, which last week was also still hilarious, uh, Chaz in America... Dressed as Osama Bin Laden, going up to landmarks in Washington and asking people how much security there is at that particular landmark. That's the sort of ballsy stuff that that was entertaining and still
2: is entertaining. But they uh, clearly can't go to Washington every single week, and that clearly was from while they were on break mm-hmm. that they, they happen to be over there. Like, Jasper's yeah, the, not over there sending stuff back. The problem is, too, though, but even, even
1: if we go back, because I think it's a fair point to go, well, maybe it's, it's you know, that they've, they've been scared and they're doing this other thing. Except the problem is, the thing that caused the scare, as we said, wasn't a funny sketch anyway.
2: Like, it's, it's you know, the whole the whole children thing. It wasn't a funny sketch. Oh, but I, I think that uh, the culture of management over there would have been deeply affected, especially given that uh, the scapegoats, it turned out, had actually passed the tapes up the oh, yeah, but my But
1: my point is even the controversial stuff wasn't funny. It's it's not like, you know, they were doing really funny controversial stuff and then they are doing unfunny mm-hmm. uncontroversial mm-hmm. stuff. They were doing unfunny controversial stuff. But I do think they've, they've just...
2: been affected by the, the change of political culture. Uh, I, I don't think season so. Season and being, being stifled I, I do so. not at, having the access. Like, like one at, of the things last week was uh, they couldn't get to Rudd, so they went back to Howard. Howard's still out there doing his power walk this, in the this morning. It,
1: I think the whole premise of this show, though, is, is deeply restricting. You know, the whole point is the war on everyone means they have to kind of be bad boys and naughty boys all the time. And that's actually... You can only do that for a certain amount of time before it gets tedious, as, it, as I think it has. And when Janet McLeod, the the, the com- comedy impresario who's been on the show before, she's talked about how you have man uh, comics and, and boy comics in Australia. And it's very hard for comedians to move from one to the other. And yep. I think you've got that thing now where the Chase have done the boy comic thing and it's kind of time for them to do something else. And, and I don't know, I just think, yeah, it's time for them to stop and think of something new. But of course... But, but see, I, I don't think that
0: the change in political environment is a... a Good enough excuse because John brought up NewsTopia. NewsTopia has had a season within the, 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 the R- R- didn't within the Rudd R- government
2: upon ambushing actual politicians and and having them. But there are things. Partake. But
0: there are things they can do, you know, at, at, in addition to just ambushing politicians. But, I mean, um, the, the, their humor wasn't entirely just. Ambushing but this is what I'm saying. It has
1: become ambush and shock. Seems to be all the chaser do now. And not actually you know, jokes or funny and it's that thing of if, if they're not going to make a point which they don't seem to be because again it's that whole politically incorrect thing of going oh we're not making a point we're just attacking everyone equally it's like well why bother I mean what what, what is the purpose of the show and it does seem to have devolved now to just being let's pick easy targets and throw stuff at them and that is the box cutters news
3: hey this is Wolfman Jack you're on the box because you stay tuned right here okay we love you
2: Ah,
0: Wolfman Jack! Thanks so much for coming in. Yeah. We appreciate
3: it.
2: That was a great episode. Who would have thought, uh, from uh, you know, being a professional back in the fifties, so the w- big bopper? And was he home that, then? But, uh, he came in and uh, spoke to us on box colors. Not
1: Wolfman Jack. Was 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 <laughs> Wilbur was home uh, and pretty
0: much said, "Why don't you call me in a week?" Okay. Uh, so he's yeah. He doesn't know. Uh, he doesn't know all that much about it. But he says he he should know more. In a week, so we'll uh, we'll try them again then. Hmm. Let's talk about Parks and Recreation. Yes. This is the new show that has come from the makers of The Office, the US Office, not the UK Office. Uh, the US Office that was based on the UK Office, this is uh, Greg Daniels and someone else.
1: Because Extras would have been the new show, wouldn't it, from the makers of the of the UK Office? Except yes. Except that's, that's already happened now. So that would be yes. the old show from the makers of the UK Office, but after the UK Office, but... Not from the US off Anyway
2: I would suggest Forget all about that Well In fact I forget all about that I like watching TV shows Not knowing anything about it Unless It happens to be uh, uh, The the story of King Solomon And, and Unless you've got the <laughs> King, backstory Then you, you've got yeah, no idea lost. What's actually yeah, going on yeah, But David, uh, so I know the, that yeah. I meant King David um, and I, I kind of got through it, and, and then I started to notice that uh, all of the shots looked strangely familiar. And it was that, that US office thing where you've got knowing looks to the camera from various characters. Well, the other, the other
1: thing, too, because I mean, I, I originally didn't know it was the US office, but I believe you were saying that all the trailers are quite adamant about telling you that it's yeah, yeah, the yeah. In the US office.
0: Yeah, I've got one of them here now. Why don't we, uh, why don't we play
3: that? Mm. They are the men and women on the front lines for improving their community.
2: Every month, the Parks Department has a public forum, and they always send me. It's pretty cool, whatever. I don't know. I don't care, but it's an honor. No one else wants to do it. You go to some sweaty rec center and get yelled at by the public. I hate the public. The public is stupid. From the people who bring you The Office, Amy Poehler
3: in Parks and
0: Recreation. Thank you so much for coming. What an amazing turnout.
3: Thursday, April 9th on NBC.
0: So, NBC make it sound really wacky, zany. They put, uh, they put fun and frivolous music uh, in the background, but the whole thing is, is shot, acted like the documentary style of The Office. And what's it about, Josh? It's about local government. It's uh, about... Uh, Amy Poehler plays uh, the, uh, the uh, person in a local government in charge of Parks and Recreation.
2: And she in charge of Parks and Recreation? She's, she's working in the Parks and Rec department and she gets to set up a working committee and she's very excited about that. She, she yeah, hasn't had I, a, I would uh, think she's middling somewhere. She's middling. If, she yeah. hasn't had any particular wins in her career working for Parks and Rec.
1: She is very ambitious. She's hoping to be the first female president of the USA, starting off with her, her role in Parks and Recreation. Yes. And, and especially because there's a pit that she's decided she wants to try and turn the pit into a park and that will be... She mentions in one episode that in years to come that she'll bring her White House staffers there and they'll say, now we've seen this park, we've understood how you've become the first female president <laughs> of the United States of America.
0: And so it's a little bit funny. But that's, that's it for me. I mean, well, it's, it's, if you've seen the US office and you've seen Amy Poehler on Saturday Night Live uh, and uh, you've seen Aziz Ansari on uh, Human Giant which you should have by now because we talked about it a couple of weeks we ago. We have become fans interview. of the anxiety, haven't we? We yeah. are, we
2: are, yeah. I was disappointed with the work that he was given uh, in Parks and Rec. I, I found that he was a lot more subdued uh, and, and therefore less funny than, than he clearly has the potential to be and is in other shows. And and at that point, I hadn't even seen uh, Human Giants. I was only from his work as Ed, uh, one of the new interns on, on the last season of Scrubs. Um no one saw so that season. I loved him from <laughs> and and uh, so so there was none of that kind of zaniness that and and kind of a little bit surreal but but really funny like really bang on funny uh, well, I, that it, it, we had the opportunity
0: a, really to do it's it's a it's a particular character that he's playing and I think that the character is a, a, a very subtle but sleazy character. Uh,
2: Guy who's who's working in local government, and he, he's very politic. He's perhaps the most politic person in the office that's working there because he knows that uh, one of the higher ups uh, is the one that you have to suck up to, even though he's completely useless and he actually doesn't believe in local government. Well, he's um, his boss at one point because he's, he's a Republican, and and yeah. he, he has these Scrabble games with him and pretends like he doesn't know any words, so so that uh, the
1: boss does say at one point though he he's hired as though he's he's the perfect local government employee because he doesn't. Care yeah, and he actually yeah, yeah. yeah. which it's fits
2: like, in with what he wants to do, which is to destroy local government.
1: Yes, um, this is kind of weird that I've ended up on the other side of this because I absolutely love this show. <laughs> I thought really? this, yeah, normally normally I come out going. Going, ah, you really got that. I thought it was crap. I actually really, really enjoyed this. And it was weird because it got to the point where I couldn't work out why I was enjoying this so much because it is, there is nothing original in this at all. Like we were saying, like Brett was saying before about uh, if you do, I, I, yeah, I didn't know it was from the makers of The Office until I was about five minutes in and went, oh, it's obviously but from the makers so of The looks, Office. It looks it's like The Office. Identical. Yeah, yeah. It's um, absolutely identical.
2: It's, it's got Jim's ex girlfriend in it. I can't even think of it. And name. according
1: to Wikipedia, there was, there was a rumour at the beginning it was going to actually be set in the same universe as The Office, um, which it may well be, but it's, it's, it's a separate show. But it's, yeah, it's that mock documentary thing which we have seen done to death and I'm so tired of and I, I kind of would have said i never want to see again. But I, I enjoyed it so much in this, partly because... Rashida Jones. Yeah. The, there is one aspect to this. Occasionally, um, the characters obviously occasionally are nervous about saying things because the camera crews are there. But there's also a couple of times which I think characters deliberately say things because the camera crew is there. And they know it's going to get back as a really weird moment of passive aggression, which I actually found quite funny. But I, I, just, I loved Amy Poehler in this. And we've talked about how I always have a problem with, with, with you know, asshole characters. And, I, and, and you know, uh, Expanded Down, for example. I you didn't know, mm. enjoy it all. And it's weird because this is that same thing where I actually can't watch The Office because I find it too uncomfortable, the, the English one, way too uncomfortable. American one I'm a bit better with. But this, Amy Poehler is, is obviously you know deluded, and, and, but she's at heart not necessarily a bad person. And I think that's actually what I really enjoy with these sort of characters. There's, she's there's
2: a so pit- dumb.
1: Well, not dumb, but more... She wants to manipulate things. And, and when you start to see her mother, who's, who's this kind of like overbearing... Yeah. Her,
2: her mother's a, a jurist, a, a her, her, judge of some sort. Her mother's sort, is like she?
1: an excellent local politician, or yeah, higher than that. And there's a bit where um she she's talking about her daughter going, I always wanted to be happy and succeed, which is why I keep trying to get her to be a wife and mother. And there's implication that her mother has no yeah time for it whatsoever. I was just, yeah, got no respect
0: for her. No. At, at all. And I, all of that I found quite interesting. I, I did find the... Uh, the politics of the situation quite interesting with the, everybody having their own agenda and, and, and sometimes that agenda is just to goof around. But
1: even with Amy Poehler, I mean, she's a great, I think, comedic performer anyway, but also because even though she, she's doing this you know, for her own ambition and whatever, the end result is to make a park, which is actually quite a good thing. So like, even though if she, if she might be doing it for the wrong reasons, there's still actually quite an altruistic end result to this, possibly. There's a lovely scene where she goes around trying to get support for people and she's doing a door-to-door thing. And she keeps me people who don't like parks. And I don't know why I found that hilarious. People go, no, I'm not really keen on parks. No, I don't like them.
2: And, and so the, the whole uh, the idea behind going door-to-door is to actually get the people who want to support the park support. down to this town meeting and, and show how much support there is behind But all she it. does, does she is... she actually antagonises yeah. all these people who really don't want to have a park. And gets a hall full of people and, who hate yeah, parks.
1: Yeah. And also, I actually love there's a, 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 quite a, a surreal kind of thread going through the whole series as well which you normally don't see in these kind of, of um, documentary style shows but there's How this How many did you watch? Uh, five I watched like in, six in the end I think um, but it So was, I win and it was, Well it was only because the sixth one wasn't on the disc you gave me <laughs> But um, there's things like uh, at one point they're, they're having a, a celebration I think of her mother and there's a they're going on. We'll now go to uh, to the footage of this. This I, I forgot exactly what was going, on, but there's a a man who is meant to say something, but he's a, he, It's a, a video from him in hospital when he's lost the ability to talk, and it cuts back later on. And he's going, "Thank you for those, uh, you know, very uh, interesting and noble blinks and twitches," and, and there's sort of thing going on. This whole series where people just do really weird things behind the main story. So the main stories are quite small and normal, but there's this very odd bubbling underneath stuff going on, which I really enjoyed. I, I I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it as
0: much as I love the US office. I think mm-hmm. that is a very funny show and makes me laugh a lot. And I think it's just, I, I didn't recognise anything in these characters. I also found it quite annoying that some of the characters are quite pantomime and some of them are playing quite straight. And I, I, it kind of felt to me like the universe wasn't, completely set up properly I mean, you you were talking off air before about uh, uh about john waters uh and how he gets all of his characters to play the same kind of level they all of act anima. in a very
1: odd kind of yeah it's an odd acting style but he gets everyone to match which is always the important thing to get everyone to match and style. that's and that's not happening for me so who did you not recreation. feel though who did you think was not kind of fitting into the same because i mean they all sort of matched for me but i also i think because oh, the,
0: uh the 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 volunteer, Rashida Jones's character, uh, is is very straight. Is that the nurse? Yes.
2: Okay. Yes. Uh, is she a nurse? She's she's the one whose boyfriend fell into the hole. Yes. Who she's brought also a nurse. the the hole to be made into a park to the attention. Uh,
0: and and I also find uh, Aziz Ansari's character to be. Uh, to be quite honest and
1: and straight weird, i don't find I, him big at I, all I, I thought he was really big that's why i'm surprised because i really? actually yeah i thought he was big and, and i was glad that have he have you
2: seen human John?
1: well yeah no <laughs> but because uh, he's on place but on I mean, normal place huge i mean you yeah, know yeah. his default is huge but i actually Liked the fact that to me he was he was still big but hadn't gone too big because I always worry he goes a bit too big. But this was to me this was him matching um his Can't appearance Nick. in in you know Flight of the Concords or in that terrible procedural that we watched. when We watched a whole bunch of them in a row and I've forgotten which one. Um, I can state the bleeding obvious. I think it was called
3: Ah, yeah, yeah. It was either I mean, lie
1: to me or the other one that we watched. Yeah, you know, two weeks in a row we watched the same show with different names. But um, he played he played like sarcastic uh, autopsy guy or something in that. And yeah, so I, I kind of to me it was it was. Yeah, to me I think he fitted he f- there. I thought he matched her, yeah, quite possibly. I thought he matched her really well. I am the other one I would have thought you could argue wasn't in the in the universe is the one that she's got the interest in, who um I think is possibly Played by Paul, Paul Schneider. Schneider, yes, yeah, my yeah. that's the only one I would maybe argue, but I also think in that universe he's the one who is He's this weird kind of like she, he's the one that she's interested in, but he's almost like this non-character. He's almost like an absence of person, and everyone else kind of is around him is much bigger. Well, within the office,
2: he is because he's, he's not actually in the office with them, and he's a lot more. He's he's further up the chain. He knows the right people to speak mm. to. He can actually make things happen,
1: it, which she really needs. And in that universe, he comes across as cool, which he isn't cool. I think it's just that he doesn't talk, so it kind of makes him. It gives him this depth it's that aloof. the rest of the characters don't have. Yeah,
2: uh, I think he is like like the way that he gets off with with the chick. Um, it's it, you know what, it's individual bits.
0: I don't think that's
1: necessarily that important. I think what is important is that listeners make up their own mind. One thing we should mention though, like, because you played that ad before. So what we- do you think? Did you like it? That's what we're for. We're here to make up the listeners' minds for them. They haven't got time, Josh. They haven't got time to make up their own minds. That ad you played before, I thought was interesting. We we mentioned how this is a very low-key, very quiet show, documentary style, doesn't have any incidental music in it, incidentally. And that... Just thought I'd mention that, and then that that trailer you played—it's all like huge incidental music yeah. and the wacky does it happens on Parks and Recreation—and it's just that thing of it's it's they're obviously trying to advertise it as one type of comedy, which and, it, I, it and I think isn't. that's
0: probably why it didn't work in the US when it uh, when it first aired because NBC was selling it as something that it wasn't and uh, and. I think it probably didn't get the audience that
2: it needed. And it might just be the uh, inability of American uh, TV commercial producers to produce any other type of ad apart from well, yeah.
0: coming up this Saturday
2: night. Yeah. Tune in. Which it's it, going to be great.
0: Which, which I think is, uh, is endemic to the entire television industry as a whole everywhere in the world. Uh, Brett, you asked if I liked it.
2: I didn't mind it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't... I really liked The Office. It's not on that par, but it's near there. See where it's It like, yeah, doesn't I offend are. me.
1: I had the opposite. I get a bit of a chuckle. The officers yeah, I, I can see the American officers good, but this I really like.
3: CAT That's the worst coma acting I've ever seen. Is it
0: my imagination or is TV getting
3: worse? Ah, uh, this show ain't no good. That was so terrible I think you gave me oh, cancer. You go out, smithers <laughs> <laughs> I love this God. show. God.
0: Brett Cropley some crap TV's happened during the week. You're right on top of it. It has.
2: I am. Uh, it's about Channel 9. Uh, as a, as we didn't report, uh, because I did want to go into it uh, a little bit further. At this point, uh, Channel 9, after one episode axed, dance your fat ass off. Um I, I didn't even realise there was an Australian version of it. Is this the Australian version or the American version of the show? American version of the okay. show. Yes. Uh, so it's actually from a cable network in the states. Uh, it's it's uh, not on uh, network free to TV over there. At all, um, and Channel Nine have had a lot of this going on over this year. Uh, there, there was a quite an interesting article uh, in the Australians Media section today, um, talking about the list of failures that uh, Channel Nine have had. Um, so, uh, Underbelly: Tailor Two Titties uh, was was fairly good for them. Farmer Wants a Wife was fairly good for them, uh, but then we come to uh, what they what they call desperate. Acts of Programming Madness uh, with This Afternoon, which we saw on air for five minutes. I believe that is this afternoon. Uh, Trouble in Paradise, uh, which has been pulled. And that was just after the No, that episodes. was Trouble I, in Paradise. I I hadn't heard that uh, they they had asked that at all. So little was uh, was any of the fanfare or, or anybody watching uh, Trouble in Paris, Paradise. This was uh, the horror tales of people on holidays, just clearly designed to to terrorize everybody that was considering leaving the country.
0: I, I think I'm not even aware that Channel Nine is a network anymore. <laughs> that's that's twice we've mentioned a show that was on Channel Nine. That I had not no, heard
1: well, of. I, I wanted to ask you, uh, Dances with the Fat Arses, you were saying was it's been pull, pulled from air after one episode, presumably because of bad ratings? Is that the... Uh,
2: yeah, I believe it got no, 797,000 viewers uh, off the top of my head from what I read on and Saturday. And that's
1: a bad
0: number? Uh,
2: for, for its time. What,
0: what, what time... Did Channel Nine
1: think was appropriate for
0: fat I ass think it was dancers?
2: Seven thirty on, Cause the, on uh, Tuesday night.
1: Because the reason I bring this up was that that was the one reality show that, that I heard a lot of people talking about this week. That's the really yeah, odd thing. And it was a lot of people over Twitter and a lot of people watching it and liking it. That's the other thing too. Everything. I mean, most of the stuff I heard was people going. I tuned in to be offended. Which <laughs> Yeah, probably not a good start. But I tuned in to be offended at how you know you know, how horrible it was going to be. To these people and I actually really enjoyed it. And and the people all the people mentioned it to me were obviously going to watch it again. And we're telling people about it. So it just seemed really odd that for they're a show not, with they're that They're not going to watch it
0: again. They're not Channel 9 have well, seen but, to the <laughs> I know. But it
1: just seemed odd though for a show that, 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 you know, obviously perhaps I'm in the wrong world for Channel 9, but in the world I'm in, it seemed to be having quite really positive word of mouth. It's there there been, was a
2: certain buzz about it. And uh, from from the very second that I, I heard about this show, I thought, bad taste, piece of crap. Freaking reality! Put two two different genres together and rip off two two other networks at the same time. Um, and and surely the programmers at Channel Nine must have had that same thought that that was exactly what they were doing. That it would be really transparent what they were doing, and that that it was going to be in poor taste for them to put it on and get not terrible ratings, better than any any of uh, the breakfast. Uh, Pre nine o'clock show viewer figures, yeah, but, uh, but compared to the ratings they could be getting um, and the and the advertising but, dollars they but could be then getting to turn around and and go, oh my god, like everybody else knew it as well. Pull it off. We can't give it. We can't give it another second of airtime for it to uh, maybe gain an audience. Did you watch it though? Did you? Um, I I happened to catch. Twenty minutes of it or so uh, on Saturday afternoon. I'm and not sure if it was a, an encore presentation or um, if that was actually episode two. It may have been episode two by that point because it had been axed on Friday from the Tuesday. Right. So, I, I
1: admit mean, from the word of mouth, I would have thought at least the second episode just to see what the ratings would do. Yeah. But, um, but, I mean, but what was it like? What the show did, was it? Because uh, I heard it was it was a lot less offensive than expect and actually quite enjoyable, which is.
2: Uh, it wasn't fantastic dancing uh they they generally had uh, about 30 seconds 30 seconds to a minute of dancing so they had popular songs and and kind of spitting around on the floor and stuff and wearing knee pads and all that sort of stuff uh, so so I I'm not sure if, as you suggested, John, uh, that uh, they shortened the songs so that they wouldn't have to pay as much in royalties. I, I was uh, Yeah, I was asking before whether or not they were originals or covers. If it was that just be, that they yeah. wouldn't uh, actually be up to dancing for the full length of a pop song at three minutes, um, or if there was some other reason. But uh, So they, they did their little dance, and then they went up onto the podium and, and stood up uh, on the scales, and we saw how much weight they'd lost. And through, that, through dancing, through that 30 seconds they, of dancing. What, through the through the week of of uh, being in rehearsal. So, oh, so okay. there, was, there was a little bit of... Because
1: uh, so I've got to say, just on the premise, that is so much more positive than than the kind of fat phobia that is turning up in things like even, even Biggest Loser. Fat, uh, fatest Loser. Uh, fatest Loser. Because um, the thing about uh, Fatest Loser is that the, the things they do in the amount of weight they're losing is patently un... Sustainable well, and, and, and not terribly healthy. either yeah, you they, they're, they're huge amounts. You of can't of make loss.
0: fat people run. And if people are losing fourteen
1: kilos in one week, that's not good. That's wrong. really bad. And whereas, yeah, you know, at least the dancing thing, it's actually giving a positive kind of you. Know, you might actually enjoy doing this, which I thought was kind of nice.
2: And it's it's not actually a, a concept that's specifically engineered to make the the subjects of the show cry. As yeah. so much of what we're seeing, and also now. from what yeah, I like what the I heard, singing
1: yeah, and, and from what I heard too, they, they weren't deliberately degrading them by putting them in yeah you know, revealing costumes or whatever to make no. them look really stupid, which was kind of quite nice. I don't know if um, it's true because I didn't uh, see it. But.
2: Random acts of kindness. Carl uh, Stefanovic pulling up a farmer's hat so that we could actually get a shot of him crying. I was freaking appalled in that first episode yeah. when he did that. That's He's revolting. He's munch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Channel 9 have also had uh, You Saved My Life. Uh, does anybody remember that? Uh, Well, the fact that we were saying we don't even remember. uh, Tara Brown, um, Missing Pieces, both of them are basically kind of trying to cash in on the success of Find My Family. Where do Uh, I find this Channel 9? (laughs) (laughs) It's just between 7 and uh, Foxtel. No, still <laughs> and Ten Seven and Ten on free It kind of feels
1: like when they turn off the analogue signal No one at Channel 9 is going to notice Like they're, <laughs> they're going to have forgotten who have gone digital Oh, the young kids are doing watch. No, we're fired over here Yeah, So they'll, they'll just switch off Channel 9 And there'll be like seven old women Just waving from a window
2: Aussie Lad it to lady started off strong Yeah, but, I, I, remember uh, I remember that Almost everybody dropped off by the end of that Wipe out Australia I remember we that We didn't race up the uh, the viewer charts Homemade Made um, not, not even not even a media release for who won it uh, in the <laughs> end and Australia's perfect couple you know uh, if if they hadn't signed all the contracts with all the contestants for that uh, on this local production at uh, just eight hundred and two thousand people nationally tuning in for that I'm sure that that would have been axed because that's
1: as also well. a lot more expensive than well, playing an American import I think so. I think
2: more people would be tuning in if if they knew that
0: there was going to be bloke on bloke action.
1: But now, who no, knows? You'll just get Heigl, you know, downing a hot dog in the ad breaks. That's all you got to look forward to. There was a, 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 a comment like left on the blog this week mm-hmm. about homemade. I think it was um, ho- homemade. Homemade, suggesting that, that that they're perhaps not revealing the winners in the hope that that way they don't have to pay anyone the the, the Well, yeah, if, they, if oh, yes. they don't
0: if they don't show the uh, the episode where people win, then they probably don't have to really. Yeah! Wow! That's yeah. Uh, that's that's, that's yeah, the
2: that's way television happened, works. Uh, with uh, Shafted, I, I believe that that was a prescient naming of uh, of that show. Um, so, if
1: I want to make a TV show, right, and, and and perhaps I would like to pitch it for a competition of some sort. If I mm. wanted to make a TV show <laughs> called um, Australia's Most Exposed Boobies. And I want to get a whole bunch of women to come in and take their tops off and week after week show this. And the winner will win one billion zillion dollars. But then I decide not to show the last episode. Can I actually then get away with that? Is
2: that... No, no, no. I I think... Hang on here, Brett. I think
1: think John's just come up
0: with an ingenious way (laughs) to get a look at lots of boobies. Yes.
1: I'm thinking about this. But so it's, um, yeah. I mean, You're but let, a very generous <laughs> man. Let's just have
2: rolling auditions for that.
1: So yeah. and, but, but I'm and, saying, and, is that is that really why I go, oh, but I, you, know, you only get paid if the final episode actually airs? No, no, and I, I, can,
2: I, I don't think that you could. Uh, sign that contract without being uh, taken to court as signing it in bad faith. I think that's given right. that the so networks are actually in charge of uh, so the, if I, if the I was rating, schedule.
1: So if I was rating really well for each episode and then just decided not to play the last episode, it would be obvious what I was doing. But if I yeah, was rating quite mm. badly, and if the show became unpopular as it went on...
0: Well, I, I believe then that is the is, is kind of... The plot of the Mel Brooks film The Producers. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. As yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but with
2: more boobies. <laughs> um, so I, I, think down at Channel Nine uh, that it's actually gone beyond them running around as if their hair was on fire. Actually, and, you'll find their hair actually was on fire. And I did, uh, I I did come across some uh, some commentary from somebody uh, within the industry. Uh, in fact, last week, saying that well. You know, asking the question that uh, David w is is the puppet of uh, Jamie Packer, and he's still down there running the place. And and you know, is this is this actually all accidental that Nine are, are going down and down in the ratings uh, after after. Um, Kerry Packer sold the network to Bond, and then bought it back for. Yeah, this is a conspiracy the yeah, theory about yeah. Channel Nine rating badly.
1: This is what
0: we're yeah, going. Yeah, Brett, with? Brett, be, be careful, be careful of your uh, of your. I'm asking a uh, question. Se- I'm not second, hand speculation. Because where where because does the moon landing figure into this? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not speculating.
2: I, I, I'm, I'm you are. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> it's. Pr- it sounds I'm asking like it.
0: Sounds a lot <laughs> like speculation. Sounds a lot like <laughs> dangerous territory. Um, so what what are they replacing? You know. Let, let's let's move, so, let's, leave it. let's move off that. Why
2: can't what? CBC bring in uh, their own programmers and actually show us what they've got? Because they don't know how to run a, a, a television station. Well, they shouldn't have bought a television
0: station. Well, then, should they? They, they feel d- foolish now. Yeah, egg on their faces. Yes. Nine Go back eggs. to your
2: freaking uh, 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 superannuation. So what are they? Uh,
0: what are they replacing? Uh, fat fat ass dancers with? Is, is it going to be you love uh, this. A, 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 like a, an a, another repeat of The Bikini Shop
1: Or no, no, old no, no, episodes no. of Putting on the Hits no, 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 no. Is The a... Bikini Shop that 80s movie Where people open up a bikini shop <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and, and that, at the end have, it turns out like, all be to... stitched together with surgical s- And s- it all dissolves and everyone's and got there's... boobies Yes <laughs> <laughs> and, and spoiler by the way I do apologise for ruining the end of The Bikini Shop Sorry I haven't seen that film yeah. for like 20 years And this
0: there's a, a two way mirror in the in the change rooms
2: It's hilarious Less exciting for you Josh One part of the replacement is is two and a half men, so uh, just more of that on uh, one channel part night. of the replacement. But uh, the other place, which you're, uh, so that, that leaves half an hour for putting on the hits. The other part mm-hmm. is uh, which you'll be very excited by the new adventures of Old Christine.
0: <sighs> I'm not as excited about that as uh, as Ross is. Fuck you, yeah.
2: Hello and welcome to today tonight. Every soap and water. Hello and fuck you. I'm Naomi Robson swearing.
0: In this uh, new political climate where it's just too hard to poke fun at uh, anyone in Australia anymore, or so is my understanding. Unless you're politically incorrect.
1: Oh, oh, breaking down the walls. Oh, you're a tough guy.
0: Actually, I'm just so bored with making fun of a current affair in Today Tonight (laughs) because they just make it so easy. Mm -hmm. As we heard in the news, they just make it way too easy. 60 minutes in the US had a... Now, now this is 60 Minutes. Hard-hitting 60 Minutes. Mm. 60 Minutes. Telling
2: it like it is. But have all the the hard-hitting good journalists from 60 Minutes US now died? Well, Andy Rooney's still there. And uh, and Andy Rooney uh,
0: did a story about fruit. And uh, there's not really any point to this story other than he's talking about... Fruit. Let me... Uh,
2: let, have, have you got some audio there,
3: folks?
0: I do, I do. Let me, uh, let, let me play it see, if, uh, see if this works. I will also uh, put this up on the blog so you can watch it in full.
3: From the time we're very young, someone is always telling us to eat more fruit. Well, I think we would eat more fruit if we knew for sure that it was going to be any good when we bought it. It's so expensive. We went to a good store in New York called Fairway the other day and looked at their fruit. Grapefruiter. Better than they used to be. When I was a kid, my mother would cut them in two and sprinkle sugar on them and leave them overnight. How'd you like to have the job of stacking fruit in a fruit store? <laughs> so it didn't fall down. Lemons, one of the great fruits. So versatile. So many things you can do with them. Of course you can't eat them. And mango, they're good, but the pit is strange shape.
1: What? <laughs>
3: That's what? uh Oh no, I want to see all of it. It goes on. What's he going
1: to tell me about mangoes? <laughs> the pit. So the grape the is a strange fruit. is a strange shape. So guavas get to look in. Oh, I hope guava gets a look in. <laughs> so I'll, I'll put the rest of it up on the up on the blog. Was so, the whole so sixty six minutes, minutes about around. fruit? Was the whole hour about fruit?
0: <laughs> no, just this just this segment. But this segment does go for about three and a half minutes. Andy really looks of at just, fruit. I'm <laughs> just him looking at fruit, and uh, I, there's. There's my favourite bit. My, the, I have two favourite bits of this, and they're both still to come. So, uh-huh. if you go onto the, uh, it, it'll be on the post of this episode. So you've got to you got to click down to the show notes uh, to to have a look. I will embed this up on the blog because it, it's it, genius. It
2: sounds like it's uh, all all a wind up to go into what are people worried about with uh, GM crops and and you know if if we could. Put uh, put fish genes into to our uh, grapefruits, then we'll be able to eat them. Do, does it go anywhere, or is it just a list of fruit?
0: I, I <laughs> I'm leaving that.
1: <laughs> To, yeah,
2: uh, for, for people to discover They're, they're talking on their about own. how in the old days his mother would cut up the grapefruit and put the sugar on it and leave oh, it overnight and now they and look the fantastic but you can't eat
0: them. What, what? No, no, no those
2: lemons. You can't eat lemons. You can't eat lemons. Um,
0: I, they're, they're, a del- they're a fantastic fruit. There's so much you can do with them but you can't eat them.
1: If I can I be the, the bright-eyed Pollyanna that I always am, I, I'd like to think maybe this was the week that Andy Rooney discovered who actually killed Kennedy and had filmed this amazing story and then they had to come and go, no, 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 you can't do that or else the, our Martian overlords will destroy you. Um, and the only thing. <laughs> They had as the backup was the fruit <laughs> story. <laughs> oh, why don't we run that fruit
0: story, Andy? <laughs> oh, fruit, don't get me started on fruit. Oh, it's a, it's a, you know, mangoes,
1: the pit's just a funny shape. Was you, it's it? very hard to cut. Maybe it's, it's all a metaphor. Maybe if, 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 you know, the people in, in you know, the Czech Republic had watched that going, oh, that's hard hitting.
2: Was it shot in New York or is it a story about Miami becoming too tropical? No, no, it's shot in New York. It's in New York. Yeah. Shot,
0: shot in New York. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, there's absolutely nothing to that story. Other than he keeps talking about fruit for another two minutes, and uh, and it's it's genius, but it's also sixty minutes. What happened to you? What did happen to you? Sixty minutes, fruit. It's not what it used to be. It's. uh, Have you seen the film The Insider? That's what sixty minutes used to be. That's what it used to be like. They shouldn't
2: have uh, 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 sacked Al Pacino.
0: Yeah, there's.
1: It was uh, a much better. That's the moral of the story. Never sack Al Pacino. I
0: can tell you. There's not even a, a stool pigeon, uh, a fruit seller. There's, no one's not stool pigeon? What am I trying to think of? Uh, a, a whistleblower. Whistleblower. <laughs> whistleblower. <laughs> Thank you. And it was some kind of bird. <laughs> there's, there's not even a, a red feather-backed
2: whistleblower talking about fruit they can in this. It's, can it's stop. just or, or, or any crows, Russell or otherwise. Correct.
0: Postman, I have a letter. Did you read it? You're a godsend. Savior. No, I'm, I'm just a postman, the postman, the postman, the postman, the postman. Letters to box cutters.
3: When you get letters.
1: I'd like to point out my favourite uh, communiqué from the lovely, lovely <laughs> listeners. Hello, lovely listeners. quoi? my common out. quoi. I like the fact that somebody actually put a post on the blog for episode eight this yes, week, yes, which that is was, the best thing in the world. Um, that was Murray. 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 Have you got it there? Murray I, do, I don't have it here. Did no, that, I, I've, I've, got, it, I've uh, got it coming up. I oh, will we love Murray.
0: I've actually got you, it. R- rather than having to wait for you to actually get no, your ass into gear across Well, it's never
2: too late to make a comment, oh, okay. says Murray. If you, do but you want to read it? Do you want to read it? Go you read on. it. Go You've got it up now, so you I, don't want to waste it. I had it up all the time. It just sounded
0: rude. Well, it's never too late to make a comment, says Murray. Okay, it is too late to make a comment, but I'm going to make one anyway. And then he goes on to talk about Doctor Who. Yes, when working out how many doctors there are, you do include Peter Cushing by all means. But you don't count him, or at least you only co-count him. Oh, he's an
1: aspect of, isn't he, Murray he's playing,
0: the, he's playing the same version of the Doctor as William Hartnell, mm-hmm. except he's a bit different. But anyway, still counted as Doctor
2: number one. What happened there? I, I'm not up on my who law.
1: Peter Cushing played the Doctor in the, in the two movies from 1965
2: and 66. Okay. Daleks, two thousand. So is this before they came up with the genius idea that he would have Yeah, so basically, different...
1: this is before he regenerated and the, the movies were funny because the TV was all, oh, he's ambiguous, oh, where is he from? Who knows? He's a mystery man and in the film it was like, he's Peter Cushing, he's just invented a time machine in his backyard. <laughs> 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 his time machine looks like shit. Oh, it's, it's yeah, the, the scene where they first enter into the TARDIS and it's <laughs> just crap. It's the, it's the worst design ever and it's a oh. astonishing thing of having You know, the the BBC on television with no money having this quite amazingly forward-thinking bit of design with these beautiful, abstract concepts. And then in the film version where they, in theory, have the money, they've just whacked some stuff from Tandy around. Who made the film version? Was it Hammer? Uh, no, it was it was right an independent production by someone like the Mislovskys or something. I've forgotten their name. They, they had the rights to make three of them. And they apparently in the late 80s or early 90s attempted to get the third of their films up. Right. Only to be told that maybe it was a bit late. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of... Um, the other big thing, of course, with the two movies, they were in colour, which a TV show... The TV was all in, in black and white. So this was quite mm-hmm. exciting. They were advertised see the Daleks in colour. So as you would... they this. The the, 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 no, they're red and blue and, and gold. Oh, and really? they're they're full on and um, the other thing too is the Dalek oh sorry I'm such a geek the the, the Dalek extermination effect on TV was a very early video effect which was actually um, the cameras couldn't cope with changes in light so if you push the light on really strongly, the whole thing went into negative, and it was actually just a. you'll, okay. if you, you'll see on variety shows around so the time like too. So it's like extreme overexposure. Yeah. So if you look at variety shows, anyone wearing sequins, you'll see these weird black kind of oh, flashes happening the on their Jackie, chest.
2: Jackie, Jackie Gleason. Yeah. Shows. All mm. that kind of
1: stuff, and that's effectively what it is. They push the light. Can't do that in the movie, and so again, you know, no budget version has this cool effect. Movie version, the Daleks have fire extinguishers. <laughs> <laughs> and there is one in the films. I think it's the second one where they do fire extinguisher hut to death. <laughs> <laughs> they fire extinguish it so much it explodes
2: that second film into cool. fire
1: actually the other thing with the second film too because I've started now um, I saw it again recently uh, a few years back at the National Film Theatre in London and halfway through because the theme is a spoiler that they, the Daleks are of course uh, 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 hollowing out the Earth's core so they can drive it around like a spaceship now the Daleks already have spaceships so there's, yeah. <laughs> there's kind of we weren't sure why they were doing this there's a big scene where the Daleks all gather to tell each other the plot as you do when you're a villain they all gather and they go the reason we are doing this as... And then there was a cut in the film. <gasps> no! <laughs> <laughs> and all the adults who, they're going, I, I, I don't get it. Why, why are they doing this? I don't know.
0: So uh, Murray goes on to say that you definitely do count Paul McGann. Yes, he only got one shot at things. No, Paul McGann was uh, in the uh, BBC co-production with an American studio... Shot in Vancouver? ...to do a telemovie. A Doctor Who telly movie to try to open up Doctor Who to a US audience. Uh, and uh, they say, he says that they even had Sylvester McCoy, Doctor Who number seven, there for 10 minutes just so that he could get shot and regenerate. That's got continuity written all over it. I have wondered about whether the whole. Twelve Regenerations thing Would be conveniently forgotten about Just on the basis of it being Relatively obscure fact That the fans of the new series Wouldn't necessarily know about But on balance The writers are fans of the show And I doubt that they'd Apart from anything else Want to wear the criticism For ignoring some of its history Besides all of which As a writer Would you give up the opportunities That come out of something
1: like that Yes I am something of a Doctor Who fan What do you ask? Says Murray yeah, because that'd be like not knowing who the final Cylon was when you started writing the scripts. I know. And imagine, or not knowing what the whole yeah, Opera House story yeah, line was a- about. Imagine not knowing
2: how to how to end it. Uh, we also had uh, had had contact from John Mitzi during the week. Oh, you're not gonna. You're just gonna uh, gloss over Murray's uh, thing about poker and, and why the hell people are so into it. Yeah, and, because and why it happens because Murray's be because Murray's, allegedly a sport. Murray's yeah.
0: post was was. Eight kilometres long, which we loved. Thank you, Mary. Which which, which is fantastic, but people can go to episode eight and have a look at it, or if they get the RSS comments feed, they can also read it. I'm not going to read
1: everything out. Feel free to go to all sorts of random episodes and leave comments. That's quite lovely to see that. I love that.
0: So John Mitzi uh, says, "Have you fellas checked out the nine-minute extended preview of the prisoner shown at Comic Con?" I ask because you recently, as in replayed, reviewed. The original series on your podcast. Have a look. And it gives us a link. I have to say, John, no, I have not seen
1: the extended preview of The Prisoner. I, I did go and look from from John Mitzi's link. And, what, um, and any good? What did you think? Well, I don't know. It's hard to tell. I, it's that thing with... It, it is obviously sticking quite strongly to some degree to a lot of the original, but then also seems to have a, a whole element of people in the village don't realise they're in the village. Which right. is interesting. See, I, I'm not going to look at it because... It's a spoiler. As far I as kind I'm of concerned. yeah. I must be. I, I did find myself slightly disappointed because I think I think I realised what I, I like so much about the original is probably the design as much as anything. And while the location they found for this is is quite astonishing, it is it's so much more real in some ways than the old one that I'm not really well, sure and, if it's going to work. And also work
0: the, for me. the first one, that the prisoner was all about discovering things as the protagonist was discovering things. So you only learnt about something when Number Six learnt about something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to know ahead of time things that are gonna be in the show. It looks like they may have changed it though from
1: that. I don't know. Ian McKellen anyway. looks great in it too, so that's
0: uh I am gonna put that link up in the show notes uh for, for this week so if you are interested in having a look, you can go ahead. Uh and uh and J Bo wrote in J-Bo. J Bo J Bo. I don't know how to say that. Jebo. Jebo. I think it's Hebo. Oh Hebo Interesting, John Richards, that you ask if there's a market for the
1: Leaf Busters product. I ask that all the time. When
0: I spent... So this is last week with I the... Uh, the, the I
1: questioned Thea's approach to Leaf Busting. Yes. Sorry, Thea, I think, is the <laughs> pronunciation
0: <laughs> <laughs> there. I've driven that. It's a very good car. Uh, <laughs> If there's a a, a market for the Leaf Busters product, when I spent Sunday cleaning out my gutters, it amused me no end. It's not so much the yucky water a product like that might save me from, but rather the pulling of every muscle in my body and a heap of little cuts on my arm. I guess, she writes Thea, but it must be Thea, hasn't spent much
1: time atop a ladder.
2: Oh, spelt T H. Oh, okay.
1: See, I I actually think Thea should do that for her next ad. Don't want to be covered in little cuts.
2: Because yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I, yeah.
1: I know.
0: Yeah.
2: I, uh, I I did read that uh, message when it came in and uh, was taken back to uh, when my dad fell off a ladder off the roof and and smashed his face and got knocked out and and I he was at that. That's Alfred's a tragic story with holes that, in his top lip. It was it was pretty gruesome. So so that, yeah, maybe get leafbusters rather than doing that.
0: Is that is that your dad or are you once again remembering something that happened to Sonny in? Skippy, and no, it thinking it's your dad. own childhood. It's
2: truly my dad about uh, a month ago. Yeah, a month or two ago. I know. It's yeah, an I awful know. story. It's yeah. a horrible
0: story. <laughs> horrible story. On I know. It's in Sydney. On that note, let's. What? It's, <laughs> that just gets confusing. <laughs> if you have a, a letter or a story about Brett's dad to send <laughs> us, hooray at boxcutters.net. There's also. Uh, you can leave comments on the blog at boxcutters.net or click on the Talk To Us link at the top of the blog page.
3: If you watch one-
0: For a show with no content, we've managed to fill it out pretty well. Brett Cropley, if you are going to watch one thing this week, what would it
2: be? Pretty well. Uh, well, it's an entire evening on SBS, Almost uh, Liberal Rule, a documentary about uh, John Howard's values and beliefs uh, being established early in his life, uh, following uh, the the theme of Australia's political culture uh, having, having shifted and uh, Chaser not being... Uh, um, um, effective anymore Hey, hey, hey Before you go with followed by Yeah I
0: think you're missing the whole point of the one thing no, Last week the, like, Last week I, I noticed listening back to last week's episode <laughs> That, that with, with one thing, you did mention five or six. But,
1: but Brad is arguing this time that he's not changing the channel, though. So he, he's, he's, he's sitting down to and watch they, the they one follow. thing and it's blending together into one. Into then the you can make,
2: it, make yourself a cup of tea while the world uses on no, it. No, no, if you make a cup of tea, that, that that's two it. things. That's no, two no, things.
1: No, no, you have to stay there in the beanbag and wait yourself. Don't watch that, then.
2: Watch <laughs> The Fog of War. Oh,
0: see? <laughs> see? And now you've taken my thing.
2: No, I ha- yes, what? have. What? No. Yes, you oh, have. Yes, you have. Now, you've taken That's my not my thing. thing. I'll have Liberal Rule. Oh. You have Fog of War. Errol it's too Morris. Late. Errol Morris with McNamara. No, no, no. Fantastic. But, but if I he has it. Liberal
1: Rule, you have Fog of War. Then people can make a cup of tea in between. Everyone's happy. No one has to wet a beanbag. This is, this is my point. One thing means one thing.
0: It
2: does not mean two things on the one night. Sorry, I just <laughs> got really excited when I saw that Fog of War was on. Because it's a fantastic doco. Errol Morris does awesome documentaries. Does he not, John- like Josh?
0: John, if you were going to watch one thing, I, 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 don't actually, be like I that. actually
1: had a hard time this week um, and, and, and annoyed that. I, well, maybe, luckily, I missed those because yes, I was flipping through trying to find interesting documentaries, is what I do when I can't find anything else. Then I was going to go, oh look, just watch um, Flight of the Concords because you can't go wrong, and discovered it's not on this week. It's apparently they're playing it every second week because of cricket and all sorts of crazy stuff going Unless on. Oh, the uh, SBS, the SBS, because I was going to say yeah, it. that way you could watch episodes in the night if you wanted, um, yeah, and a wet beanbag, but. Um, and instead I've gone, you know what? Just go buy Mad Men Season 1. If you haven't watched it yet, it's cheap at the moment on JB Hi-Fi. It's fantastic. Mad Men Season 1 DVD. Watch that. I don't want to sound, I, I, sound I, like
2: I'm, I'm insisting I, on rules when I break them all. <laughs> <laughs> anything that's on the telly?
0: No,
1: couldn't find anything on the telly.
0: And similarly, along the same lines, I think uh, if you watch one thing this week, it should be a book.
1: Okay, question three. Which yeah. can I- Are all these going to be about war? no. I got loads of. I got one on tennis. one on the Suez
3: Canal. Loads. Okay. Question three. Which canal links the Mediterranean with the Red Sea? Got it. We had some
0: communiqué during the week about. Common quoi. Sorry, some common quoi. <laughs> uh, They're always trying to secede uh, <laughs> d- during the week a- a- about the beanbag competition. Uh, One question we had was, do we want them funny
1: or honest? Yes. Well, yeah. Do we want shows that actually could get up on air or were we just looking for a good laugh?
0: Do
2: we want to be entertained or something that may actually get on the network?
0: And I think that a good pitch is always going to be entertaining. So uh, whether or not... I mean, it could be... It could be... And I'm working on one. I'm working on, on a pitch. I... I showed uh, the the two of you a, a very early version mm. of it. It uh, still needs a, a bit of a voiceover, but I'm working on one of a show that we've talked about uh, on on our show. No,
1: but I am assuming I I left a comment on the on the blog, just my own personal opinion. But I assume that we're not really looking for. To me, I, I thought we were looking for to be surprised yes. as well. So because obviously, you know, like yeah, you know, a celebrity Big Brother ripoff is going to be a show you could get up. I just think we're trying to look at a a kind of. A new approach, you
2: know. Actually, I, I'm also... How a- about Meet the Press meets uh, Almost Anything Goes. So Joe Hockey up against Kim Beasley with a Great Big Cotton Buds. How about Meet while, the Press... While, while uh, Laurie, Laurie what's-his-face, is, Lane? is uh, Laurie Lane? Laurie, no. interviewing them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Laurie Lane runs that leather shop and always hosts things. Um... <laughs> Uh, I was going to say, uh, what about what about Larry meet the Oates. press? Meet the press meets anything goes. So just yeah, you know, meet the press with lots of cold porter songs. Ah, oh. that'd be quite nice. But uh, I'm also on a
2: ship. Oh. On a ship, I'm also. But but see, if you call it anything goes, then you could have armaments. Like <laughs> like it's not almost anything goes. It's anything including stuff that'll actually kill you. Oh, uh, if only
1: cold porter was running now. <laughs> um,
2: I, I also for my
1: own personal entertainment. I mean, I'm I'm kind of hoping there'll be an element of you know the unuseless competition it's a it's a japanese thing i believe it's a um, the idea is that it, to produce products that at first glance look like they make sense oh yeah 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 but, but then when you think useless. about them yeah and i'm kind of hoping that we you know, we're going to see pictures that seem quite convincing um, hence actual chads you know entry um, which I think we mentioned last week. Did we which not? yeah, you were going, Brett. You were going to put it on the blog during the week.
0: Yes,
2: and I've uh, I've scanned it over the weekend. Uh, it uh, will be going up. shall I put it in the uh, the comment section? There? Put it in the show notes. I think. Yeah, or, yeah. No, no, put it on itself. We'll put
1: put it, put it as its own
0: post. If, it should have got its got own special, post. Okay. Yeah. its own post. It can yeah. be
1: its own because this actual chat has entered with with a, a, a show called um, Surprise, Surprise Paintball. Paintball. Surprise Paintball. Uh, with also a note saying that Celebrity Paintball is coming. Um, celebrity Surprise Paintball. So it's that. the
2: crazy fun of Can Camera with the high-octane action of paintball.
0: See, and, and so, something like that, which uh, and it, it, was, it came in as a as, as a
2: postcard. And it was pulled off so professionally we, that... We thought it was serious. We thought we it was a real show. show. I'd put it in the bag with the rest of the other stuff, and it, it kind of got a little bit crumpled while I, I ferried it home. And then I looked at the fine print and, say, and saw actual Chad Productions uh, on... on
3: there, and so, so,
0: so, something like that, where it could be a, an actual show, could be, a, you know, a, a sitcom. Uh, y- you might have a, a sitcom idea of, uh, you know, two two amputees and a gorilla.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's been done, obviously, so not y- that one. But y- yeah, yeah, something like
0: that. We've, we've all seen Three's Company. But the...
1: Uh, <laughs> anyway. D- um, two, three minute baby grand. Uh but yes it could be a sitcom, it could be a drama it could be a reality show it could be a new approach to anything it C- could be a it, news show it could be anything at all and remember the show and tell aspect so it could be audio that we can play on the show it could be a video that we, we could all look video at in it. the it could video, be podcast. video podcast we could, we could special um,
0: wave too
2: we've got new lenses in the cameras the, oh, this week because we're on the studio 3 it's
0: um, just different
1: speakers we could upload uh, like you know the promo material if you want to send us that um, a lovely Sophie from Canada was asking about sending us a very large file and, and there are various like you send it com personal. and stuff, <laughs> yeah. Um, you send it.com just, and places just, like that. She just can because use. the
2: uh, the lovely Sophie is in Canada, if she wants to get in touch with me, I could fix her up with uh, some some uh, special uh, space that she can upload, upload. Stuff So yeah, if you're international, there are ways to send you, us those files as well. Yeah, yeah, you can
0: upload stuff. We can, uh, you know, we can always download stuff from if you've got S three storage or anything like
1: that. For those of you who weren't listening last week, that. of course, you will have the chance to win. Yeah. A double Crumpler bean bag. Ooh. It fits two regular-sized
0: humans and uh, and has the Crumpler logo on it. It's beautiful. It's black and white. and uh, I and could watch all CBS, of us. It's, it's just a, a single. Yeah, yeah, for, for <laughs> us, it's just a single. But for, uh, for, for regular-sized humans, fit two of you on there. But why would you
1: want to? It is so comfortable. I'm saying, get off my side of the beanbag. I'm having it all to myself. And to win that, just send us a pitch for a TV show. We will be showing them to some professionals at some point for some bizarre reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll enjoy that. And you can find out uh, more details on the
0: blog. There is uh, a post that is all about the beanbag competition.
2: Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table.
0: That brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 190. I want to say thanks very much to Wilbur no, Wilde. I
2: think you're thinking that we're uh, further on than we are because uh, of that uh, little timeout that we had while you're on the phone, too, Willie. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm well aware that <laughs> uh, we're still at about an hour 12. Okay. Anyway. Now.
1: I'd like to uh, just mention that this week on the Outland Institute, we're having a discussion about True Blood. We never actually reviewed it here, did we? No. No. And I know that that, that Mr. Joshua and myself both disliked it. What was your personal take on True Blood? Brett liked it.
2: I haven't had a look actually.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, but you liked it. Anyway, um it, it's I will
0: probably like it.
2: It's yeah. much talked about it. Joy. Into it. He's, he's
0: been meaning to like right. it. <laughs> <laughs> Josh
1: and I slagged it off on air a few weeks back. Someone wrote in complained, so I have I've combined a, a panel together, two for two against to uh starts off quite well, all very chatty, ends with shouting and abuse. did, so, did we
0: slag it off on air on your show? Yeah yeah yeah. I, I don't even remember that at all.
1: Yeah, that was the that was the first hate mail you got. Right. They love you. Um, <laughs> they, they really th- do. They really at do. least they let you talk this week. <laughs> So, uh, if you'd like to join us Friday, midday till 2, um, the podcast is also up and now through iTunes, so you can podcast yourself, uh, itunes
2: yourself. Yes, the and, and get Institute. all three uh, episodes to you, now from there, as I did uh, last night. Did you? Yep. Oh, that's yep. sweet. Yep. Oh, nice. so, so, you'll see my accounts there on your stats. Hooray. So, yeah, so
1: just the Outland Institute on iTunes and you can hear Josh and all sorts of and I fun
2: stuff. I I poll your feed. So to speak. Oh. Uh, every 10 minutes. Does
0: Chris Lordy. know about that? Uh, the, <laughs> uh, you know, while we're plug- plugging stuff, I don't think I've mentioned in about three and a half years, littlerunningbear.com, uh, that's where I sometimes and very rarely going write on there. stuff.
2: It's always a surprise though, isn't it? It's it like, is. It's like getting a present.
0: It is. Every, every now and then you just go, oh, Josh has thought about something.
2: And how about the, uh, the fantastic services of Binary 6? Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's not talk about that. That's a planet. I still
0: I still own the domain, but uh, I let Star my friend. Maybe. I, I did let my friend have that space on his server back. Oh. yeah, I'm not using it so much anymore. So have uh, you just
2: redirected it to a WordPress.com. It's
1: a uh, tragic story, isn't it? When I you when you let that man have his space on his server back, it's it's, it's like Faulkner. Y-
0: you know you know what it is like. Faulkner, the author, not where, not, the, where, not where the, the cemetery is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, not that's me. the only reason I ever go to Faulkner. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what it is like. It's a lot like the end of episode 190.
1: Uh,
2: it's exactly say, like the end is, of episode 190
0: almost too much like it
2: Until Thanks next to our week. guest this week He was awesome
1: oh, awesome! He was almost as good as that one we had when we
2: were at Joy Just
1: before we went on the break oh,
2: Much, 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 much better Do you think? Yes. Yeah, yeah, because we were yeah. well aware Hell that he
1: yeah. was
0: not going to turn up <laughs> Halfway through the episode uh, Thanks also to Wilbur Wild for speaking to me on the phone <laughs> Until next Looking week Looking forward to lunch with him Sometimes you just say things randomly <laughs> It's like this weird kind of
1: other show going on that you're not invited to, listener. <laughs>
0: Until
2: next week, my name is Josh Canal. I'm John Richards. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. And hey, let's be careful out there.
0: Cutters thanks 3 R whose studios we use to record this podcast pretty much each and every week. Find them on the web at rrr.org.au or 102.7 FM if you're in the Melbourne metro area. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go onto the iTunes Music Store or anywhere else you find us and leave a review. It will help other people find Box Cutters and then they can enjoy it too. Email us at hooray at boxcutters.net or via SMS on 0458 That's 0458 Cutter.
3: to get at what you want to eat. I'm not too familiar with a papaya. I buy one, but I don't know whether I know what to do with it or whether to eat it for breakfast or dessert. I suppose over the years I've wasted more money on melons than anything else I've ever bought. I bought chicken <laughs> baby.
2: Shake him.
0: It's genius. Andy Rooney, you you're getting some kind of Pulitzer for that. I'm sure. I am sure you are getting some kind of Pulitzer or or something for that. Money
2: spent on melons is never wasted.
0: He's wasted more on melons than anything else in his life. It's
2: an investment.
1: Is it sexist if I talk about boobies? No. Just checking. Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to or have just missed Box Gutters.